they will manifest God's glory, God's power, and God's judgment on the earth. I pray that people will get what I'm telling you this morning. If I be a man of God, let fire come from heaven. This is what God is going to release in the body of Christ in this hour. You see, let me just quickly tell you this. 90% wants to go to ministry. 90% of people. If you hear people, 90% says ministry, ministry, ministry. But they've got no idea what ministry is all about. Let me tell you something. You want to know what ministry is all about? Come with me. Come into my prayer room. Come into my office. Go through what I'm going through on a daily basis. Face what I need to face on a daily basis. Then you will realize ministry has nothing to do with who you are, but by glorifying Christ through your life. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Then you'll start to realize that ministry is not just a good idea because I see pit pompies on Facebook and social media trying to say something. You start to realize that there is such, such a responsibility of bearing and carrying the word of God that you would never want to be part of those who dress the part. You see, my life, the, the gospel that I preach, is, it should not just testify through my preaching and through my singing. But it's my lifestyle. You want to know what vessel the brain is like? Come with me into my prayer room and you will find out who I am. Say amen. Say with me, it's holy. Now in church we have this. There's two, it goes both ways. We've got ministers of the gospel that has been called by God. I've said this a million times to so you. Let me say it one more million times. I did not choose to go into ministry. It was the last thing on my mind. I did not wake up one morning and say, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm tired of working, now I'm going to start a ministry. No ways. I ran away from the calling of God my whole life. Before I was about to, to be dead, I said, yes, Lord, I surrendered my life, and God used me. It's not because I said, oh. Because let me tell you, there's so much wickedness in ministries. So much sin going on behind the scenes. I'm speaking to somebody right now. But the scepter is coming. I said the scepter is coming. There's so much manipulations. In the body of Christ. Like a mafia. Who's the best of the best? Who's the apostle and who's the prophet? I just want to be whoever God wants me to be. But church... The scepter is coming. And the true sons of God shall be revealed in this hour. I'm speaking to the one direction. Who's the greatest apostle? If I study the Bible, you will not find Paul says, I'm apostle Paul. He says, I'm Paul, the apostle. Elijah didn't say, I'm prophet Elijah. He said, I'm Elijah, the prophet. It means that character is more important than position. But I'm telling you right now, judgment is starting in the house of God. Where God will clean house. The scepter is coming. It's about who's who in the zoo. Who's got the greatest following. Let me tell you, my biggest following is in heaven. Who greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Then you have people that says, I'm going to go into ministry because it's a good idea. He does it. It works for him. I'm going to. And you know what they do? They don't realize the minute you say yes to the assignment, a demon comes. And he says, now this is my assignment. You see, when you put people in positions where they're not supposed to be, it's going to be a mess. Satan will take you out. Because you have to understand with the position comes the anointing. If you don't have the anointing to cover that position, the grace that God has given you, I'm an evangelist, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a pastor. I'm called for the world. We've reached more than 80 nations of the world. That's what I do. So if I walk as an evangelist, not because I saw somebody did it, because I was born to preach, there's a difference. I said, there's a difference. And now because I said, yes, there's an anointing. That comes upon your life that will carry you. But the anointing will also attract burdens. And people won't speak on that because this is the living truth. The devil will try to get rid of you as soon as possible. 
This is why you will have to go through hell. One man came to me in the one service. He says, lay hands on me. I want everything that you've got. I laid hands on him. I said, Lord, every attack, every pain, every hardship, let him go through it. He stopped me. He said, no, I don't want that. I want your anointing. I said, you don't want the pain? You don't want, you don't want, come on, the pressing and the crushing? You can't have the power. What is Vessel Dubrain like? I, this is not Vessel Dubrain. I'm now a mouthpiece to the Lord. The true Vessel Dubrain is the one that lives and breathes in the presence of God. It's the one that walks into the prayer room. Come on. As a cat, but you walk out as a lion. Because you serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. The true sons of God is rising. Then you get the other, other direction. Where you have the church folks. I'm going to read your scripture just now. Did you understand it? They dress like you. They sound like you. They dance like you. But yet their hearts are deceived. Far from God. That's the tears. They look like a brother in principle. Oh, come on now, somebody. They look like brothers in principle. When they see you, oh, good, good. But when they're behind your back, brothers in principle, but not truly sons of God. Let me show you something. You don't believe this. Let me read this to you. You love this. You love this. Book of Matthew 13. Matthew 13 from verse 25. This is what Jesus says. I'm going to read from verse 24 again. I'm sorry. My apologies. He says, another parable he put forth. This is Jesus now to, to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. Say good seed. In his field. But while men slept, the one translation says where it says the men slept, it speaks about watchers. Those who were supposed to do the watching. Were not watching. They were not praying. They were sleeping. All right. So, but, but while men slept, his enemy came. And sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, do you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares, bind them in bundles, burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. What's the Bible saying? He says that the man sowed good seed. But while the watchers were supposed to be watching, they were not doing what God called them to do, they were sleeping. It's happening right now. The enemy came and he put tears into the same ground. So when the men came, they looked at a, at a ground. It got weeds and it got tears. And they said to the master, who did this? We thought this is good ground. This is good, good seed. And he says, it was the enemy that brought this, not the brother. Should we pluck it out? No. Lest you uproot the wheat. But let it grow together. This means they sit in the church with you. They clap hands with you. Ooh, I'm speaking to someone right now. But God says, let them be. For the hour is coming. When I will separate them. That you will have. Because 2 Timothy said, God knows who's his. They have the form of godliness. But they deny the power. I want you to listen to me. If you want to know what's going on in a man's life, listen to his doctrine. You want to know what a man of God lives like? Listen to his doctrine. It will tell you everything you need to know about that man. What do you mean? There's a man that speaks and professes. I heard a guy just yesterday. He says, you cannot lose your salvation. Once you give your life to Jesus, you can never be lost again. I said, well, that's very fine. Because it means that you, give you, you say that prayer... And then you go back, do whatever you want to do because you can. I thought my Bible says God can blot out your name from the Lamb's book of life. I thought my Bible says after 
receiving the truth and rejecting the truth, it's worse for you than those under the law. I thought, I thought my Bible says, if you who know that sin is wrong and you sin, for you, you'll stand and give accountability in that day. So let me help your doctrine right now. Any person that tells you that this one saved, always saved, is doctrines of demons. Jesus says, unless a man be born again, let me help you. You were an alcoholic in your old life. You gave your life to Jesus Christ, and then you still continue drinking. From what have you been born again? The old man is supposed to be dead. If that old man is still alive, you are not born again. Unless a man be born again. Say hallelujah if you're still here. The hour of separation is coming. And it's right now. Please, somebody in our team, maybe one of our staff members, write down the date I'm telling you this. The hour of separation. See us at the door. God will clearly, you will clearly in this hour see who's serving God and who's not. Mark my words. Those who are serving God, their youth will be renewed. I'm telling you, your body will have a supernatural experience. You know what my Bible says? My Bible says when you are lukewarm, once saved, always saved, guys. When you lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. It means God says your life is a nasty taste that he wants to vomit. Imagine you come in God's presence and he says, you lukewarm, I want to vomit when I see you. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. The hour of separation is here right now. When Jesus set you free, he set you free. I said 100% set you free. He's the one, the Bible says, as you search the heart. He inspect the kidneys. While you're standing here, sitting here, he's the one that knows everything that's going on on the inside of you. You can't play games. Come on, you can't hide it from God. He knows all things, all things, all things. But I'm telling the sons of God, this is the hour where God will reveal us to the world, where the world will come. As, as he says to Abraham, the world will worship at your feet and say, your God is the God who's living. Your God is alive. The shikil is coming where God is separating the weed from the tears. And I like what Jesus says. He says, let them grow together. Hey, so why is that guy not in church? Because he's offended. He's part of prophecy. And he didn't even realize it. Satan came in. The enemy came. The enemy came. And he found a loophole. He found a, he, he found a, a door that was open in that man's life. Let me help you understand something. Do you know why people get offended? Pride. Pride comes before the fall. If there's no pride in you, you cannot. It's impossible for you to become offended. Impossible. So don't worry about you feeling offended. Deal with the pride issue. There's pride in your heart. So the first sin that was committed was pride. Satan, by the way. He fell out of heaven. God threw him out of heaven because of pride. So I'm telling you what Jesus says. Jesus says the hour is coming where the tears shall be separated. How many of you know when, when the end comes, the Bible says God is releasing those that he's with a mark on them. Not the mark of the beast, the mark of the blood, the mark of righteousness. We are supposed to be the wheat, not the tears. So I'm telling you right now, you better look at me. You might sit next to somebody right now, think, look at my brother, but maybe your brother... Looks like you, sound like you grow with you, but your brother is wicked. Heart is far from God. This is my message for you this morning. The Lord says the time for separation has begun. All over the world. It will be a global thing. Why will that happen? Because I believe this, that before, before the, the Lord can return, He's going to return for a remnant of people. Now, I, 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 I've wondered about this so often. How is it that I can look at some people in this building? Some of them have been with me. I think Wayne and John has been with us for 10 years about. Um, Tina's, I think, how long is it? Eight years? Eight years. Kevin, how long are you guys with us? Eight years. Robbie, my whole life, because he's my brother-in-law. So he, he got me free of charge. He, 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 okay, so <laughs> I, can put, I can get people here and I realize they are here for years. And then others have been here for a week. And then offended and out again. And then most of them. Now, I received a word uh, in, during the week. Uh, somebody from America, I've never met them my whole entire life, sent an email to our ministry. An email like this. And, and in capital letters, please read this. Please, please, please read this. So 
I'm reading this, this, uh, this, this prophecy. And this, in the beginning, he starts to prophesy, and it seems like it doesn't take, and suddenly he starts to say things. He says, there's people that has left your ministry, which God says it was the biggest mistake of their lives. They left prematurely. Even some of them started their own churches, which failed miserably because God's fire will not allow it on, your li- on their lives. You're an apostle for South Africa, and the people don't know who they have. That's what the, and he says, it goes on. Goes on to say the people under you supposed to have the same fire, catch the same thing. So I, I don't want to speak on uh, what I basically wanted to say. I thought to myself, why is it that certain people will go through? I mean, you can tell them in their face they have to stop their sinful life and they will stick with you. And in others, let me tell you why. I found the scripture. The Bible says, Jesus did not commit himself to them. If you are committed to Christ, he will commit himself to you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. Now, listen to this quickly. Let me just get you this, this, this one more that I can read if I can find it. signal. Yeah. It says in the book of John, chapter 2, anybody that says, you know, God knows my heart. Only God can judge me. Okay, it says, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. And had no need that anyone should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. The reason why God does not commit himself to people is because he knows what's in man's heart. This is why people does this in church. I need a miracle. I'm in church. I got my miracle. Goodbye, church. Who pray for finances. I'm in church. When the finances come, I don't know God. Why is that? Why does Christians go like this and not like this? Because sons of God does this. Visitors. Visitors of the presence. This is what I'm telling people right now to know Vessel the brain is. Don't watch me preach. Watch me pray. Look at me in the presence of God. You'll know who I am. Then you'll realize it's not just starting a ministry, putting on a suit and preach. You'll start to realize it's the crushing. I'm speaking to sons of God this morning. Are you enjoying this? Why do you think the Bible says this, that you will know them, not by what they say, not by what they wear. He says you will know them by their fruit, right? The fruit, if the heart is right, the fruit will be right. Amen? Say amen. So say, tell your neighbor quickly, the other one. We must have root in our hearts. Again, so you will, you will look at your brother. He's your brother in principle, but there's no fruit. And if, if there's no fruit, fruit is always a sign that a man has been with God. Not the gifts. The fruit. The fruit. Gifts is only a sign that man can use, God can use man. But the fruit is a sign that man has been with God. I promise you this. The more time I spend with Jesus, the less issues I have. What do you mean, Vessel? Does it mean you don't have issues? Let me tell you. I don't see the issues. Do you understand this? I don't see the issues no more. Because he becomes so big. He becomes so real. This is why I can say this. I don't fight for a title. I've been to places where they introduce everybody, apostle, pit pompies, major, senior one. And then I step in there and say, yes, Vessel the Brain. I said, you're right. And then when the manifestation comes, all the doctors, the apostles. <laughs> then the Vessel the Brain. In moments like this, I sing out a song. Ooh, come on. I sing out a love song. To my Jesus, and suddenly the atmosphere shifts. In moments like this, I lift up my hands. I lift up my hands to the Lord. Do you know it? Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I, I love you, Lord. Singing, I. Oh, oh, oh. 
You want to know the key? The key is make Jesus real. The key is I must decrease so that he can increase. That's the key. Amen. Now let me tell you something. I'm going to give you some keys for the sons of God. Now, you can't be led by the Spirit and by your zodiac sign. My Pisces, my Cancer, you are the Cancer. You ca Some people, let me see quickly what my sign says. The devil is a liar. You're either led by the Spirit of God or you're led by this world. Come on, I'm led by the Spirit of God. I refuse to be led by this world. Amen. When I gave my life to Jesus, I'm new. This world can't help me. My hope comes from God. Come on, this is what the psalmist says. Where does my help come from? Come from God. Not from this world. Now, when you're a son of God, let me tell you, they think, you know, they think this. And I've had this. Death rates, I had all those kinds of things. They think that death will have you. If I die today, I know Jesus has my life. You think you can get me with death? Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. When we are sons of God, we are not afraid of death. Because, oh, death, where is thy sting? You're not afraid of the furnace of fire. You're not afraid of the lion's den. Why is that? It's because you stand in the presence of the Most High God. Fire cannot kill you. Lions cannot kill you. Let me tell you, your life is in the hands of the living God. Not in this world. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on again. So I want to give you some keys quickly for the sons of God. Number one, sons of God walks in authority. Write that down on somebody's forehead. Because I'm tired of seeing Christians not having the authority that God wants them. Let me explain something to you. Elijah was so connected with God, when he called fire down from heaven, he did not pray about fire. He didn't say, Lord, if it be thy will, can I just call fire from heaven? He knew that God's will is in my heart. And I have the authority on the earth right now. The only difference between me and Elijah is the following. Elijah did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. I do. If he could call fire down from heaven, why can't we call fire down from heaven? Come on, say amen. amen. Now, the sons of God walks in authority. In the spirit, not tolerance. If you're the son of God and you are tolerant, you're not a son of God. You're an imposter. Let me speak to you this side. Sons of God have authority from God. They said this about Jesus. They said no man spoke of such authority. This is why when sons of God speaks, demons trembles. Demons Hide. Because when sons of God starts to speak and declare God's word, this is why Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. Can I say that again? If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. And fire came down and consumed them. You see, people of God, I want you to listen to me. That the world is getting sicker and sicker day by day. More wicked, more evil. They are after your children. You, okay, you didn't listen to me. They're off your kids. They are looking for your children. This is what the whole thing is all about. Governments wants to tell you, you know how sick it is? You can't buy a, a packet of smokes under the age of 18. But you can decide your gender. Isn't that sick? No alcohol for you because you're under 18. But when you're five years old, you can decide whether you're a boy or a girl. Where's the sons of God? Where's the sons of God? Creation is waiting for the sons of God to reveal themselves. What does this mean? It means that we have to stand up and say, I command this demonic agenda in the name of Jesus. You will have no right in my area, in my city, in my country. 
Halleluja! Not be tolerant. All inclusive. Sin leads to hell. Faisal, what would have Jesus done? He would have made a whip. Overthrow tables. Whip them. Jesus would have not said that. No, he would have used other languages. Seed of Satan. Brood of vapors. Whitewashed tombstones. Your father is the devil. He told his, one of his disciples, you're the devil. Get behind me, Satan. He made people so mad that more than 5,000, 5,000 is just the men. There was at least 20,000 people, women and children included. He offended them so much that they all left him. He turned to Peter. He didn't say, hey, Peter, tell them I will never say that again. He turned to Peter and he says, that's the door you want to go to. Peter said, Lord, you have the words of life. Where will we go from here? Because he was not tolerant. Sons of God, we have the authority in this earth. I want people that he, you know, I pray the Holy Spirit will just smack your head. That everything opens up. And realize we are God's highest authority in the earth. Not governments, not the armies of the world. We as God's people. If all the mockers out there can mock God, why can't the children of God stand up and say, if we be sons of God, let fire come down from heaven. Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah. How many of you remembered when COVID hit, all the churches were closed, when we had church, and the police came, and I told everybody, okay, the cops is outside, what did you do? Everybody running? No. Everybody started praying in the authority of the Holy Ghost. What happened with the cops? He became confused. He said, okay, just continue whatever you're doing. Get God into his car and drove off. Why? Because the church has, has understanding. We are sons of God. I want you, somebody to tell the devil, don't mess with me today, devil. Don't mess with me today. I'm a son of the living God. Say hallelujah. Now, I'm talking to some people. They will be poses. That they will pose and profess to know him. But their hearts are far from him. Because he knew what's in their hearts, never committed himself to them. I'm speaking to the sons. Don't be dismayed in this hour. Don't look at the tear next to you and say, Lord, why is the blessing of God upon their lives and not on mine? The way they receive the blessing is the way they're going to have to keep the blessing. How God blesses you, there will be no, listen to me right now, there will be no sweat, no tears. You say, Vessel, the Bible says sweet in tears because you are under the law. You are under the curse. My Bible says it's the blessing of the Lord that makes a man rich and he adds no sorrow to it. This means that one day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. It doesn't matter how long you, it doesn't matter how hard you work, that's not what gets you rich. God can take his sons and say, let me just show off. Mm. Show the world. Who I am. Say hallelujah. So we walk with authority. Say with me. I'm walking with authority. Boldness. Come on. I'm meek, but I'm not weak. Come on. Say this with me. I'm meek, but I'm not weak. Amen. Now, do you know why I'm telling you what I said earlier on about ministry? Because what I do right now, the responsibility to carry over the message that I heard from heaven to you it's the most important part because if I miss anything I'm disobedient are you listening to me I'm telling you this before I'm going to quickly continue and then we're going to pray for people hear me right now God showed me as clear as day the shekel is in the floor the harvest is here great separation the weeds from the days they might grow with you for a while but the time is coming where they will fall away. The Bible says before the return of Christ, there will be a great falling away. This is the Christians. They're lukewarm. They think they can serve God. One woman was so offended during this week when I just spoke on your lambs must be filled with oil. I mean, this woman was so, she said, what are you promoting? I'm speaking about Jesus. What are you promoting? Self or your church? 
I said, what are you promoting? Your ignorance or your stupidity? Because you're either one of them. You're either ignorant or you're just plain stupid. Never once did I speak about this, I speak about Jesus. Imagine the devil gets so offended when you speak about Jesus. But why do we get angry still? Because it's prophecy. We all have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, you've been in church. Because the Holy Church is the one that wakes you up in the morning and says it's time to go to church. Get together. Come on, we're fellow Christians. I don't even go to go there. Any person that wants to tell me, you, you can come and debate me on this. You're not the church. Shame on us. Shame on us. You want to go to his house there? You can't even come to his house here. This is why the church will walk in authority. I don't care, and I say this publicly, I don't care how much likes I get or dislikes I get. I am a servant of the Most High God. I speak for Him on the earth. Are you listening to me? And we will do this with authority. Put your hand on your head quickly. Say, head. Listen to the Word of God. From now on, I will bypass you. I go straight to the Spirit. Amen. Because this is your problem. Okay, number two. Sons of God are miracle-minded. Say with me, I'm miracle-minded. The Bible says this in the book of Romans. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? Now, now you have to understand, do not be conformed means don't speak like them, don't look like them, don't act like them, don't believe like them. Come on now. Don't go the same path. Be transformed. Be different. Be separate. How? By the renewal of your mind. It means that how do I change my life from the world up here? I have to be miracle-minded. Let me explain something to you. Can I give you a testimony? I heard a preacher say this. He says somebody called him, one of his partners called him and says, I want to give you something. Because I'm believing God to get me out of debt. Now I'm going to call this man Joe. Okay, the, his name is Joe. He calls this preacher and he says to this preacher, I want to give you a gift because I believe that if I sow this gift into your life, that God is going to get me out of debt. The gift, there's no debt on the gift, but everything else in my life, huge debt. So long story short, he came to the preacher and it was a Bentley. How many of you know what a Bentley is? This guy says, the preacher says, this is a beautiful Bentley. I mean, top of the range. This guy says, I don't owe anything on the Bentley, but God says I must give this Bentley to you because I'm believing him to get me out of debt. Miracle-minded. He says over time, he's got this Bentley, but he's calling, he says he doesn't have a need for the Bentley, but he has a need for the finances. So he says he calls this guy, Joe, and he says, Joe, I'm so thankful for the car that you sold, but, you know, I don't need the car. I, I need the money rather because I want to put it in television. Can I do that? He says, Joe says, it's your car. Do whatever you like. He says, a woman came and she says, wow, look at this beautiful car. I've been looking for such a car my whole life. Don't you want to sell it? He says, sure, I want to sell it. She gave him the price that he wanted. This woman went to a restaurant and met a guy in the restaurant with the name of Joe. And she says, Joe, I got no idea. I'm driving a car that's not mine. I think that car is yours. Can I show you a car? So she showed that car back to Joe. And with the car... Now listen to me. He gave the car to the minister. The minister sold or sold the car to this woman. He got the finances, put it into TV. While that transaction happens, God breaks the debt over Joe's life. The woman that bought this vehicle met Joe in a restaurant, prompted by the Holy Ghost to give him a car. In other words, he got his car back. And it's debt free. Miracle-minded. If you are a son of God, you can no longer think like this world. The same preacher said that one of his friends walked into a mall, and he's busy buying groceries. And he, he finds one of his friends in the grocery shop, and the friend says to him, you know, money goes like this. It just goes through our hands. I mean, everything costs a lot of money. And he says, this preacher friend of his was agreeing. And he says, yes, you, you know, money just goes like this. He says, when he got into the car, the Lord rebuked him. And the Lord said to him, is that how you speak about me? Are you confessing with people that money goes like this? Aren't I or else should I? 
He said, from this moment onwards, you will never walk into a shop and say, it's too expensive. If God can take care of your electricity bill, God can take care of your medical bill. If God can take care of your medical bill, God can take care of your groceries. But we have to be miracle-minded. My mind must be renewed. I can no longer think like a poor man. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody right now. How many times have I said this in this church? Because sons of God understands that my economy does not come from this world. <laughs> let, me, let me give you one of mine. I needed a breakthrough. I said, Lord, this is the amount of money I need. I gave him the exact amount. Went to bed. The next morning I woke up, I said, I want to remind you of that amount. That same day, <laughs> uh, that same day, God gave that money to me to, to the T, exact the amount. Because I said, my father is the king. I'm not going to look around. I'm not going to people and say, Justin, you know, I've got to, I go to heaven. And I say, your word says. So what do I say right now? I, 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 drove, I drove cars in my life that wasn't the car that my heart desired but my spiritual eye saw the car that I'm driving listen to me so you can say well Tesla, I've got a dream for this car but I can only afford that car don't look at the current situation keep the faith keep your mind challenge your mind never to think about your life I can't afford it he can now you didn't hear me you can't afford it he can He's not asking you, can you afford it? He's asking you, can you believe for it? Do you have faith for it? Can you honor Him for it? We have to wake up every morning and be miracle-minded. What does this mean? Today, I'm expecting a miracle. Today, I'm expecting breakthrough. Why is that? Because I'm not looking at APSA. The world looks like APSA. My Bible says, you will be the lender and not the borrower. The Bible says if you borrow money from somebody, you become a slave of that man. But Jesus has set you free. Now you just listen to me. Why can't we wake up with this medical mentality? Let me tell you, I don't have any clothing accounts, not one. I don't have a cell phone contract, not one in my house. I said if God wants me to have clothing, then I'm going to believe Him for it. I'm not going, I'm not going to Icarus. And say, can I borrow from you and pay my clothing back on interest? Should not be that way. We have to make up our minds one morning. Come on, husbands and wives and children. And say, unless God bring it to us, we are not going to go and have debt on it. I'm miracle-minded. God can do it for me. Now, for the five hallelujahs in this place, you'll see that life. You'll start to live that life. I'm miracle-minded. I believe God for big things. Come on, I'm no longer believing God for small stuff. I'm believing God for big things. Say big. big. And I know our South African mentality is store up, store up, keep, 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 keep. Sons of God knows the only way out is giving. Put a seed and then God will take care of the need. <laughs> Amen. Say hallelujah. So, you're miracle-minded, you realize you're favored. You're blessed. Not cursed, blessed. Say with me, blessed. What, do I, what am I telling you? Change what you say. Stop saying, I can't afford it. Stop saying, I can't afford it. Sometimes Dylan will show me a jacket or whatever. And he puts the price, and I say, woo. He says, hey, don't look at the price. Don't look at the price. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at the price. Don't look at the price. <laughs> look at the shoes. What does it cost? What do you want to pay for shoes, Dad? Can't, you can't buy shoes for 50 bucks. Forget the price. I leaned on that a lot. But let, let's, let's speak about your problems. Not, let's speak about your problems. So, <laughs> miracle-minded. Say with me, I'm miracle-minded. When I wake up in the morning, I expect a miracle from God. Because sons of God lives in the overflow. I said we live in the overflow. Not in what's left. We live in the overflow. In God's blessing. As men think, 
so easy. How many of you were here when I told you about the toothpaste? Stop sucking the last bit of toothpaste out. Throw it away and buy a new one. It's small stuff that you do that can change your whole life. Miracle-minded. Miracle-minded. Hallelujah. Blessed beyond the curse. Favored. Come on, when there's a famine, my God will take care of me. If I have to go 40 years through the desert, my feet will grow with my shoes. My God will take care of my need. When I wake up in the morning, I'm expecting the manna to come down from heaven. I'm waiting for the quarrels to fall from the sky. Because I'm miracle-minded. Please listen to me before I'm going to go on. I think it's time to shut people up that speaks death and negativity in your life. Don't share your dreams with small-minded people. Share your dreams with somebody that dreams bigger than you. Not people that has a smaller dream than you. People with a smaller dream cannot take you where you want to go. Ooh, hallelujah. Why do you think when God spoke to Elijah, he spoke to him about one man, not 50 prophets? The 50 prophets just stood and saw Elisha crossing the river. One man's dedication. <laughs> What did the 50 say? Your father is going to be removed from you today. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Let me tell you, when he's gone, a double portion will come upon my life. I don't care what you say. You can tell me I'm going to fail. It's not up to you. It's up to me. He said, how's it up to me? Whatever you ask, believing that you've received it, it's already yours. Number three, you have to have oneness with God. Sons of God have a oneness with God. You are one with God. Do you know the Bible says to whom you uh, present yourself to obey, you serve him. To those who listen to the devil that says you're going to die young, it means that Satan is your, your father. To the devil that tells you that you're not going to make it this month financially, you are one with him. You're not one with the father. One with the father means that I do what he tells me to do. I go where he sends me. I do whatever he asks me to do. doesn't matter what the cost is. I'm one with God. When he knocks on my heart's door to pray, I'm there. I'm available to pray. I'll seek his face. Not an experience. His face. Sons of God is one with God. Say with me, sons of God. They are one with God. That's where that scripture comes in with the book of Matthew where it says that seek first the kingdom. Amen. And the righteousness of God. And all the other things shall be added unto you. That's what, the, what sons of God does. They become one with God. I'm almost done. Number four, fervent love. You have a fervent love for the Lord. When you love the Lord, you don't hurt Him. You are faithful. Read 1 Corinthians 13, what true love is. Study that. Then you'll understand what true love is. Love for your spouse and love for your God. Amen? By the way, while I'm speaking on this, did you know that the Bible says that husbands should love their wives like Christ loves the church? How does Christ love the church? You will not find a bigger love than what Jesus has for his church who laid down his life. That's how man has to love their wives. Imagine that kind of love. So when you oneness with God, you have a love for God, your marriage changes. Number five, obedience. Sons of God obeys. It obeys. When you say, I'm a son of God, then you listen to the voice of the Lord. Hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now. I feel like my body wants to blow up right now. I feel the anointing of God just falling in this house. It's time when the children of God starts to obey the Lord. Become obedient even up to death. You can't say that you're born again if you're not obedient. Did you know the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice? Hey. Number, number six. There's a lot, but I'm just going to go to one more. Sons of God walk by faith. Not by sight. Sons of God have a weapon. Faith. What moves God? What moves God? I said, what moves God? God's not moved by your need. He loves you. But that's not what moves God. My faith in Him moves Him. I've seen in my own life how I can move God when I have faith. I've seen it in my own life how I move God with faith. Where heaven responds. 
Because the only thing that pleases Him is our faith. It's not our worship. It's not our praise. It's not the way I pray. It's my faith. You can pray, but when you pray with faith, something's going to happen. You can worship, but when you worship with faith, something's going to happen. Something happens when there's faith in the atmosphere. Children of God, listen to this preacher. Something is about to happen. Don't allow the enemy to find you sleeping. You should be the watcher of your house. Come on, the watcher of your family. Because all of the creation is waiting for this one thing. That the true sons of God stand up in this hour and say, this is what the Lord says. Now listen to the son of God, I'm telling you. The is in the floor. Separation is coming. You'll find more people will fall away. More people will be added. The people that will be added are those who have been through the refinery's fire. Those who are standing in this day, let me tell you right now, there's a crown waiting. A crown of righteousness. This is why the Bible says, hold on to your crown. Don't let, don't let negativity, people, shame, heartache, brokenness, whatever, steal your crown. I know this. I think there's more people that don't believe it than people who does. But the rapture is here. It's, we are the last generation. This is the last hour for the church. But God's going to do right now, the sons of God will be revealed. How's that going to work? The sons of God will walk with miracles. The blessings of the Lord are going to follow your house. <laughs> I think it's time to get a bigger house because you will not have enough room to store. I speak to the sons. Sons, it means you're a sower. You're a reaper. Hallelujah. You're a praying man. You stand for the truth of God. You're obedient. Hallelujah. You follow the Lord. And you're not like this. What you have heard me preach 10 years ago, you'll find me preach today. I preach on the rapture my whole life. I'll never change it. Not until Jesus appears in my room and says, rapture is wrong. Up to now, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit has said to me. Prepare my people. They're coming, going home. They're going home. They're going home. They're going home. What have I been preaching here? Somebody help me. What have I been preaching this last couple of weeks? To prepare yourself. Get your lambs filled. Get rid of sin. What are they, what are they saying? Get rapture ready. Come on, prepare your, Because this is not where it ends. There's an afterlife. Woo, Hallelujah. Come on, give me two minutes before I'm going to pray for you. I want to get some people excited in this house. Very soon, people, we are going to do this around the throne. Very soon, we're going to walk on the sea of glass, on streets of gold, and worship around this throne. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon, the loved ones that has been home with Jesus is coming out of their tombs. Graves is about to be opened. Bodies are about to be changed. In a twinkling of an eye, Whew, we are out of here. Now, there's so many people that say today, stop being occupied with the return of the Lord. I thought my Bible says your lamps must be full. Because he comes in the hour which no man, which no man has been prepared for. I'm not telling you again, I find all this. I'm not telling you sit in the corner and he's coming, he's coming. No, occupy. Take up your sonship. Shake the gates of hell. Enjoy your life. But what I'm telling you is prepare for the hour is upon us where we will go. And I'm telling you, the tears, they will be here on a Sunday. The wheat will be there standing around the glory of Christ. Hallelujah. Crown him with many crowns. Can you imagine, just think about this quickly, what the throne will look like. Because all of us get crowned. There's different kinds of crowns in heaven. There's about at least five crowns that not everybody will receive all the crowns. But imagine, even if you have one crown, can you imagine what the throne of Christ will look like with crowns? Because I promise you most people will take those crowns and throw it at his feet and say, he's alone worthy. I said, he's alone worthy. 
Because when you stand there, I, I believe with all of my heart, the first thing that we will realize, we are not in His presence because we ourselves by ourselves are worthy. We will know that we know that we know that we know if this was not for the blood of Christ, if this was not for the price that He's paid, we are not worthy to be here. We are only worthy right now in the eyes of God through His Son. Apart from His Son, we are nothing. This is why the fruit is so important. Because when you are not attached to the vine, fruit will become rotten. You have to keep attached. In the twinkling of an eye, we're going to hear the trumpet sound. But right now, mark my words, it's coming. There's a change coming. There's a shift coming. I'm telling the body of Christ, your weeping is over. You no longer weep about the loss. You'll weep about the goodness of God. You no longer weep about sickness. You'll weep about your miracle. Go, I said, I'm speaking to someone right now. There will no longer be a time where you will weep for sorrow. You will weep for joy. Hallelujah. This is where the Lord is taking the church in. I want to call it the next chapter. Did you know that you are alive for a time like this? Hey, God's got a plan for you in this final hour. God's not done with you, people. Now, Lord, if I'm a man of God, let your presence fill this whole house like a blanket. Let your glory just fall on those who's hungry and thirsty for your righteousness. Lift those hands to heaven. Jesus, I worship you. Come on, can you hear the sound of heaven? Like a sound of many waters, it's the sound of worship coming from the throne. There are cries of adoration as men from every nation lift their voice to make His glory known. Singing, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The elders and the angels bow. The redeemed worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Come on, lift your voices, lift your hands and sing to him. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy. and the angels bow the elders the redeemed they worship you now worship you now come on again with everything you have this is what's going on in heaven right now holy holy Holy, holy are you, Lord. It's here right now where the sons of God starts to worship Him. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The elders and angels bow. The redeemed worship you now holy 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 are you What a wonder you 
so pure and so kind, you shine like a bright morning star, Jesus, what a Jesus, now Lord, as we worship you, as we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, we ask you to fill this house, let miracles happen, let breakthroughs come, let the power of God be revealed in this place, in the name of Jesus, 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 come and lift those hands through heaven. Lift those hands to heaven and call upon his name. Jesus. 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 Manto Kopra Basha Kabraban. So forever you will be. You're the lamb upon the throne. And I gladly bow my knees, and I will worship you alone, forever you will be. You're the lamb upon the throne, and I will gladly bow my knees. And I will worship you alone. Come on, one more time. Forever you will be. You're the lamb upon the throne. Come on, forget your sickness. Forget your disease. Just worship him. Just worship him. Let his presence come in and heal you. That's your family this morning. Just worship him. And I will worship you alone. Forever you will be. Forever you will be. You're the lamb upon the throne. And I'll gladly bow my knees. And I will gladly bow my knees. And I will worship you alone. Jesus. Jesus, you're the sweetest name of all. Jesus, you always hear me when I call. Jesus, you lift me up each time I fall. You're the sweetest, the sweetest name of all. Tell him, Jesus. Jesus, you're the sweetest name of all. Jesus, you always hear me when I call. Jesus, you pick me up each time I fall. You're the sweetest, the sweetest name. Just whisper to him, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Let your glory fall. 
Come on, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't sing from your head. Worship from your spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, as they worship you, heal them. Touch them, Lord, as they worship you. Lift your hands and worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch your people, Master. Touch your people this morning. Hallelujah. Cobra mama selelemende. Hallelujah. Forget your troubles and worship Him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I give you praise. We worship you, we worship you. Come, we are not here to have a spiritual experience. We are here to have him. We want to encounter his presence. We want to encounter his person. We cry out to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift those voices and sing to Him. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I want the church to sing this, hallelujah. Sing it, church, sing it to him. Now listen, lift your hands, close your eyes. Jesus, I'm stretching my hand by faith. And I ask you right now, there's this anointing that I feel on me. That it shall fall upon your people. Row by row and seed by seed to those who's hungry. And first for you. Let him not go home disappointed. Let him have an encounter with the King of glory. 
Let me tell you right now, as we stand in His presence, nothing matters right now. Nothing's too big for Him right now. The only thing He's asking you is your worship to Him. So forget your troubles. Forget your sickness. Forget your disease. Say, Jesus, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Now, Father, I pray, let it fall in this house now. In the name of Jesus. To those who are desperate to the Lord, I want you to cry out to Him wherever you're standing. With those voices to heaven. Come on, pray in your, in your prayer language. Pray in the Spirit. Come on, for two minutes, you have to pray. You have to pray. Let every sickness under my sound be gone. Cancer dry up in the name of Jesus. An encounter. Jesus, just softly, just, just softly. Jesus, Jesus. Lord, those who's watching around the world, let the anointing go into their homes. Let it go into their homes right now. Heal those bodies. Touch the sick, I pray. And Lord, what I feel here, let them experience it at home. All over the world. Those in Australia, those in America, those in England. Those in the islands of Fiji. I release the anointing of God upon your lives right now. In the name of Jesus. Touch their master. Let their lives never be the same again. Now you in this building, lift your hands again. Come on. Breathe in that anointing, that fresh anointing.